0: Welcome to Comet Talk, a production of the Bishop Kelly Happy Hour Laboratory, where we share our class of 1974 stories. Hello, I'm your host, Barry Williams, and I'd like to give a special thanks to our co-producers, John Addison and Jim Reed. Our guest for this episode of Comet Talk lives in Tulsa, Welcome, Terry Barrett Burns Peck. I love yeah, saying it's that. Long. <laughs> I love saying that to Comet Talk. How are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you today?
0: Good. What What's going on this week for you?
1: Um, well, my daily life now is after I retired in September uh, or October, no, August of uh, 2019. Um, my middle son, who lives here in town, started a family and said, Mom, I need daycare. So, I now watch two granddaughters four days a week, 40 hours a week. (laughs) So I'm back to being kind of mom and grandmom again. So that's my, you know, my busy life. Um, Other than that, uh, we've been remodeling our house uh, over the last six years. So finally we're down to like the last three things. So I'm getting something done in two weeks and then I'm kind of redecorating. And so it's kind of fun starting over um, since Ron and I got married, uh, we had painted all the walls and taken everything down, and it's just a like blank canvas. So we get to start over.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, we're getting ready to tackle two two bathrooms in our house here in, in September. Well, it is September now, um, and I just can't <laughs> wait for that. That should be just <laughs> that should be just incredibly fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up that that the point about you being the grandmother in in state that you are taking care of your grandchildren and you know for for me that's kind of superhuman kind of status superman spider-man you know all the wonder woman all have their superpower what is your superpower
1: my superpower is family um it's that's always been I always said I was born in the wrong generation I should have been born in the 60s it was like <laughs> when you watch the Leave it to Beaver and all that. Not that kind of perfect life, but, you know, a simpler life. I wasn't a big career person. I always wanted a family. Oddly enough, struggled to have kids, actually, and were, was lucky enough to have three. And I have six grandchildren now. I keep the two and two live out of town, and two I see intermittently. But that's me, family, friends, and connections. That's, that's my whole life.
0: Wow, that, that, is, that is awesome. So, you know, a superhero like yourself uh, always uh, tra- traces their superpower to something. You know, it's it something drives that. Like, for instance, Superman is the sun. The Spider-Man is a radioactive spider bite. And Wonder Woman is the is Aphrodite, a mythical Greek god. That's where she gets her power. Where do you think you get your power?
1: I think I get my power from my mother. My mother was born and raised in a different country. She was from Trinidad, uh, South America, and moved to the States with my dad and didn't know how to cook, didn't know how to do a lot of things. My dad met her in the military when he was stationed over there. And she just made family the core of everything. And she was the glue that held us all together um, for a long time. But interestingly, I have two siblings that most people don't know because I have a sister that's 16 years older than I am and a brother that's 10 years older than I am. So we had like two generations and we try very hard to get together now. We're gonna try to do it on a semi-annual basis But it's a big thing for us to keep our family connections and I'm trying to maintain that with my kids and my grandkids because honestly, it takes a community and that's what you need to be successful in any part of your life is that support system
0: well that's very interesting do you get an opportunity to go to trinidad and meet any other parts of your
1: family that's on my future bucket list i went there apparently when i was learning to walk because i took my first steps there but obviously i have no memory of that my mother's uh house there uh they had a summer home it's still there and we found it you can rent it, but it's extremely expensive on like $4,000 for a weekend or some ridiculous thing because the cost of living is so expensive down there. Um, but we've talked about maybe trying to do it as a family. My mom's family home down there is now bank and um, it's just a really different. There's a whole book written about the Seegerts. My mom's maiden, maiden name was Kraft Seegert. Um, in Trinidad, and it tells you all about the history of, of how they were, it's mostly a German community and stuff. Interesting fact, my great-great-great-grandfather invented Angostura bitters, which most people use in their mixed drinks, but it's actually, it was invented as a stomach medicine for the uh, military in South America. So if you have a stomach ache or a virus, put it in some 7-Up or ginger ale and it does its job. <laughs> Wow, but-
0: I I tell you what, you've opened the book to Terry, and first off, we find out your your fam part of your family comes from Trinidad, and then mm-hmm. this this bitters uh, being invented. Uh, who knows what else we're going to discover here? This this is kind of like finding your roots. Uh, all, this would be an exciting exciting story. Well, I'm going to even push the edge of 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 kind of silliness here and ask you another another question. So. Susan and I love this uh, little hamburger joint uh, that's just down the street from us. It's called Rodeo Goat here in Plano, Texas. I'm, odd name, but um, anyway, it's called Rodeo Goat, and they have the most incredible hamburgers there. And they they actually name their hamburgers after people. So for instance, for instance, there's the H.L. Hunt, which is a big family that was in the Dallas area, and then there's also the Brad Sham which is the voice of the Dallas Cowboys on KRLD radio. So my question to you would be is if they're going to name a hamburger after you what would it be?
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have no idea. A hamburger. That that's something I don't know. with I'm some a- I'm a foodie person, honestly, and, and cooking, and I like hamburgers, but that's kind of like plain Jane. So I'm like, I, let me think about this. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd have to really think on that, Barry. Do you have a
0: favorite <laughs> hamburger joint in, in Tulsa? Uh,
1: we go to the Brook, which is um, a local restaurant. Actually, they have a location, used to be the old Brook Theater down on Peoria. Um, mm-hmm. Is one of the original ones, but there's one at 91st and Memorial, and we like to go there a lot. We take our family there usually once a week.
0: And our our favorite at uh, Rodeo Goat was the salted sow, which was uh, they took they took Italian sausage and mix it with hamburger meat, and that's the basis. Mm-hmm. And then they stack all kinds of weird weird stuffing. But they have burger competitions. It, it's it's a crazy place. It's got a great bar uh, with for a lot of craft beers from local craft mm-hmm. beers. But uh, anyway, well, so I gave it a shot. If At the end, you think you, you know what your hamburger will be made of.
1: Oh, gosh. You, All
0: right. I'll think about it. You can tell tell me about that. So, um, you know, I, obviously part of this discussion of Comet Talk is, is a little history. You've given us some very interesting history already. And that's the, the, the history uh, or some of your, your your feelings about some of the top things that you remember about your years at Bishop Kelly. Um, do you have some things that uh, you'd like to share?
1: Um, well, as most most of my classmates know, uh, the majority of my career at Kelly, I played basketball. Um, sports was a big thing for me. Um, and actually it was an interesting time for women's sports, especially basketball. We played six-man basketball, which doesn't exist anymore if you remember. <laughs> and uh, when my daughter was playing basketball and I told her about that because they were already playing five man. I We actually took her to see the last championship that was a six man championship. And she goes, this is crazy. I mean, you know, you can't cross center court and all that. Um, but basketball was a community for me too. It was a, a big outlet for me. I, I was, um, I mean, athletics were just important to me. Um, another thing was I was a joiner. I really was, I was in pep club, I was in anchor club, I was in uh, yearbook, I was in newspaper, um, anchor club, I mean, everything, but that's the way I met a lot of people from a lot of different groups too. Um, that's one of the reasons I liked that so much was meeting, you know, not just the people that you hung out with, but a lot of people that were you wouldn't have met otherwise. Were,
0: um, were you uh, introduced to basketball very early in, in your- uh, it, Sixth youth? grade. Sixth, sixth grade. grade,
1: yeah. Actually, um, th- it was a nun that taught that taught us basketball at Marquette, and we started in the basement of the old uh, building that's destroyed now. It used to be the old Fletcher Hall, um, and it was really like going down into a dungeon, into a cave, and. Um, Kathy Sullivan, who has been a voice uh, at Bishop Kelly for many, many years um, in her whole life, she was our assistant basketball coach. Um, She later became involved at Kelly and helped coach us um, as the girls team. And then she was the basketball scorekeeper when my kids were at Kelly. So she's been like there forever. And she put a real love of basketball in me and a lot of our teammates.
0: So sometimes you'll see people uh, gravitate to a certain sport just because of the, the, their physical presence. Was it because of your height, do you think?
1: No, I played softball before that. I just liked basketball. We had a basketball goal at home, and um, it was just something that we did a lot out in the front yard and played and everything. But I liked other sports. I mean, I did play other sports here and there, but that was just the one that I really enjoyed.
0: So, so what Kelly did, the uh, the girls basketball team Did they achieve any particular notoriety as far as championships (laughs) or other notoriety? Our notoriety
1: was surviving our travel trips with uh, Coach Duncan on the windy little roads in Oklahoma to these tiny towns that we played, (laughs) because honestly, it was the infancy for girls basketball. Um, it really was, and we didn't play anybody in Tulsa. We played every little bitty town that you can imagine, because I really didn't have girls basketball at the bigger uh, high schools in Tulsa at that time. Not until probably maybe my junior or senior year.
0: So I'm, I'm thinking about the uniforms. What were what were the, <laughs> the the girls basketball uniforms like?
1: Um, short shorts. Uh, you know the tall athletic socks with the stripes at the top. <laughs> and then the jerseys now for girls are all sleeveless kind of like the guys but we all we wore these little short sleeve tops it was kind of like a gym uniform except it two pieces so but it was fun it was really a lot of fun i met a lot of people and um you know i i just like going to sports in general too i like going to the boys games for basketball uh football Even like wrestling, I I don't like professional wrestling, but I do like that, you know, high school type wrestling.
0: Yes, I I, uh, actually introduced my daughter to to wrestling at OSU. And uh, because in North Texas, wrestling is not a a big thing. And she just just blew her mind as to what was happening. She ultimately married a wrestler. So (laughs) so fun a fun thing. Um, So uh, women's basketball. I was thinking of a league of our own when I was thought of the uniforms. I, I really don't even remember us talking much about, about the women's basketball uh, team at, at, um, mm-hmm. at, or girls basketball team at, at Bishop Kelly. What other things would you like to share about Bishop Kelly?
1: Um, probably one of my loves and that uh, led me to kind of my interest in college was um, newspaper staff. That was like a highlight. Oh, taking journalism class as a junior, and you get to put out one edition, and then you're next year you're the staff. Um, and we had some. Mark Hayes was our editor, and uh, Mark Krucil and I were co-editors, and then the, just a whole slew of people. And it we had so much fun getting to do. Back in the that you know now they have desktop publishing. Back then we had to do everything. Uh, We'd write our stories, then we'd send them off to be printed, and then they would send back the print, and we would have to cut and paste it on papers to make it fit. And then we would take a trip to Pahuska where it was published, and do the final mock-up. And then they would uh, send it to us by bus from Pahuska to Kelly, and then it would be distributed. But um, <laughs> a little bit ancient now, but it was so much fun. And, and the people on that uh, newspaper staff are still friends with, of mine today. Quite a few of them, actually. Uh, Mark Crickle and I talk every once in a while. and He's like, man, we had fun. And, you know, in journalism, it was the best.
0: How often did the it come out?
1: Oh, gosh. I think it was only once a month, honestly. I can't, I can't remember, but I do think it was just once a month. I have a lot of the old newspapers. I hope they're still preserved. I'll have to go through them again someday. But um, that, that was a huge thing. That and honestly, senior year, our senior retreat was, uh, like I said, a lot of things I talk about. They were all meaningful to me because I got to know people that I wouldn't normally get to know. And I got to know them on a different level than attending a class with them. Mm. Um, Our senior retreat was a wonderful experience. Uh, We really, um, I remember us all singing on the bus on the way back together, um, you know, songs and, and really enjoying each other's company. That and our senior talent show was amazing. Um, We have a lot of talent in our a group of, uh, graduates in many ways, but we have a lot of artists. We have, you know, professional people, obviously, um, we have stay at home moms. We have, um, just a huge amount, but, um, all those kind of things that were community building and, um, where you got to know your classmates on a different level, those were the things I remember.
0: Do you recall, uh, it probably would have been our freshman year that there was an underground Bishop Kelly newspaper?
1: I do recall that senior class was a little, um, a little different. Um, that uh, senior yearbook was a little different. Um, as a matter of fact, it's the only uh, Bishop Kelly yearbook that's not on display in the Bishop Kelly collection. <laughs> um, it, it had some little bar bar thing. I mean, if you remember, there was a gun pictured in that yearbook and things that would never be allowed now. Um, so, yeah, I know that class also had that underground newspaper as well. <laughs> that was
0: something sunshine or some some weird. I weird don't recall like the name. Yeah, I'm not good I, with that. But. I, I think it was, you know, they were feeling their oats of being the end of the 60s, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they were they were rebels without a cause in some fashion. But uh, it's just—I was thinking about that the other day—that there was there was actually an underground newspaper. I, for the life of me, I don't know what their beef was, but uh, uh, but it would, could have been anything, right? It was authority.
1: You know? Yep, I'm sure. Well, it was—you know—we were in that transition between the '60s and '70s, in, in there, so um, I think it was a little rebellion left over from <laughs> the '60s. Who knows?
0: Uh, absolutely. Any other thoughts that you'd like to share about uh, Kelly that, that um, come to mind?
1: Let me think. Well, I have, I will tell you that every time I hear any music by Carol King, it reminds me of Bishop Kelly so much um, because I don't know why it was such a moving thing to me, but it's something, I guess, because I really liked her music and it meant a lot to me. Um, I identified with some of of her music later in my life, but um, Margaret Curtin brought that album when it had just came out and we got to listen to it during theology class our sophomore year. Um, so it's just something that every time I hear a song, it makes me think of, of Kelly and that class and, and, you know, my friends.
0: Is that the album Tapestry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break and get back here with Terry Barrett Burns Peck in just a moment. <laughs> so everybody take it easy. We'll be right back. guys we're back with Terry Barrett so hey welcome back Terry so let's talk Thank a little you. bit about certainly let's let's talk a little bit about your time after Kelly so i understand you went to oklahoma state university is that correct
1: i did Interestingly enough, really, I could have gone to like a small college or OSU. My dad went to OU and he said, you're not going there. I don't know why he was on the track team, but he's like, so I went to Oklahoma State, as did three out of the four of us went to Oklahoma State. And I majored in English, actually, got my teaching certificate to teach secondary English. And my student teaching experience was very different because my cooperating teacher had a baby, And I actually taught for six weeks pretty much by myself in the Stillwater Public School System with five classes of sophomore English. And I realized quickly that I wasn't sure I wanted to teach (laughs) because it was, and it was not teaching, it was English. Because English involved so much, like grading was a lot of, not just objective, but a lot of creativity, a lot of time doing all of that thing. So anyway, after uh, our junior year in college Pat and I got married and I kind of followed him when he got a job in um, Ponca City after Stillwater actually he got the job in Ponca City and we moved to Stillwater I mean to to Ponca City because we bowled with some people in Stillwater in a bowling league and that's how he got offered a job and we had never, Heard a bit much about Punk City. It was a very small town. Living, I worked for a small little company, but it may have processed your payroll, uh, John Addison. It was called um, ADP uh, Processing, Ardmore Data Processing, and they processed all the public school payroll, um, all of their payrolls and their bills that they paid, and that's what I did for a period of time. And then he got transferred to Rolla, Missouri, with Montgomery Ward, small town at the time. It was the University of, uh, uh, no, it was uh, Missouri School of Mines was the college there. It's now part of the University of Missouri school system, University of Missouri Rolla. And I worked there in the payroll department, met a lot of people that way. It was a really fun job. And then I had my first child and I went to work, <laughs> this is very strange, In a, in the cloud physics department, I managed the accounting for all the grants for... It was called Romulus, and it was a space exploration wind tunnel that was built. And they did a lot of of testing for, you know, for tornadoes, how that kind of thing would affect, you know, wind tunnel wind speeds, also for the space program as well. So that was a really fun job, interesting job working with a lot of different professors from all over. So
0: ADP, is it the same ADP now that is the big payroll processing company or is it a different company?
1: You know, I don't know because it was a very small, I mean, very small. We only had like six employees. That was amazing. And it was a very private company. I did not keep up with them. I only lived there for about a year and a half and then moved to Missouri and really didn't keep in touch. So I honestly don't know the answer to that.
0: So you were involved in in doing the accounting for all of the grants, uh, like NASA stuff that would come through there. Cause they probably an aircraft. Well, it company. wasn't NASA.
1: It was this wind tunnel. NASA used yeah, some sure. of the research, yeah, but they, right. but each one of the professors had a grant or multiple grants and I would have, they would bring me all of their invoices and so forth. And I had to keep track that their funding was, you know, on track, that kind of thing. Anyway, we only lived in Rolla for a short period of time and then we moved to Colorado. Big, big change. <laughs> and, um, I didn't work out there, Pat traveled a lot. And so I had a four year old at the, or three and a half year old at the time. We stayed there about 14 months and he requested to move back to Oklahoma with Target. Nobody wanted to, you know, who wants to live in Oklahoma? And moved back to Oklahoma in 1985 and I had my two sons there. And then when they grew up uh, and got a little bit older, I've worked a variety of merchandising jobs. I worked as an audiologist for a friend who, uh, when I moved to Tulsa, she said, you need flexibility. And I would go to industrial businesses early in the morning and late at night, and we would test hearing, but it gave me flexibility to be able to be there for my kids. So I did, I worked for a company called Levy Levy Home Entertainment. Um, I used to do all the book displays for Target when I change out all their books and stock all their books before they took over that, but they used to outsource a lot of that. I merchandise sunglasses. Um, I worked for Hasbro toys and I did merchandising in multiple stores there. So it was just really doing what I could to still be flexible and be available for my kids.
0: You must have been a really cool mom because if you were merchandising for Hasbro, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure some things. It isn't as cool
1: as it sounds. (laughs) Some things fell
0: off the back of the truck, as they say. Um, It was a
1: lot of traveling. Um, The biggest change for me that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was um, when I did move to Tulsa. Most of the people know it was a really difficult time for me. I had breast cancer at that time. I moved to Tulsa to be here from my kids and i to have support to go through all that you know went through a divorce at the same time and all of that I just have to say it was a very challenging time but having to deal with all of those things at one time I never could focus on one you know wallow because I was you know sick or this or that it made me a really stronger person it was the first time I really had kind of been on my own too um, because I didn't live on my own after college, you know, I, I got married, so it was a real life-changing experience to, you know, Pat was still involved with the kids, but I had a daughter who played competitive soccer for years and our life became, (laughs) uh, you know, soccer living and uh, my kids' sports and everything. That's why I worked those different jobs because I wanted to be there and go to their sporting events and be there when they came home from school and not have them in daycare, you know, I, that was just something that was important to me and a path
0: so were, were you amazed uh, at the generation uh, that were born in the 80s how soccer kind of became their thing both uh, the was for boys and for girls where us growing up soccer was just
1: yeah it was amazing because i honestly i didn't know much about it my daughter started playing when she was five and she turned competitive when she was 10 and i'm talking serious competitive she went to um, went to regionals for f- six years in a row. They won second in the nation one year. It was a big, huge thing. And she played for Bishop Kelly. And Bishop Kelly had an awesome soccer program, still does, still do. And it's amazing how that has become such a well-known sport. And it's actually a really good sport um, for kids because it's such a team sport. And it teaches them how to work with each other. So many of the other sports have an individual component where, you know, yes, you're the one that scores the goal, but you've got to know how to pass. You got to know where to be on the field. And so many coaches would say, I know people that play soccer when they play another sport, because you can just tell the way they can control their body and the, the flexibility that they have. So, I mean, it, it was astounding to me. But I still love soccer, and my daughter still plays. She's forty-one. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and her I, her kids play, so we go to a lot of games.
0: <laughs> uh, and it's it's still the same for, where we live here in North Texas, uh, Plano. It's just a you know suburb of Dallas. There are playing fields on Saturdays and Sundays that you, I mean, you can't even get close to them. They are so full of people. And as as uh, people got more accustomed to pop up tents. <laughs> for mom and dads to sit under oh yeah it just it just look, looks like a I don't like a fair <laughs> it's a it's a crazy crazy thing we played
1: in Plano many times and I we go to Dallas and I can go down the road and say we stayed at that hotel and that hotel and that hotel we Texas was the big competition and we did tournaments down there all the time but it you know it became a family too it, it was a very strong family for me to have the soccer parents. We traveled together, we became good friends. And it's interesting because the Kelly connection, I've, I still have friends and I remember going when we lived in Oklahoma City, walked in with my daughter to, to a new school and there was Pat Bounds and his son. <laughs> and we are like, oh my gosh, we're old. <laughs> we have kids and stuff. And then I would run into different people throughout the years, just where I lived and, and ran into different people from Bishop Kelly, and then having my kids go through Kelly, a lot of those um, relationships were rekindled with different classmates from different years as well. So it's it just kind of been a big part of my life.
0: So what was the last year that you had a child at Kelly?
1: 2006. 2006. So I was do... there from 2000 to 2006, no, that's not correct.
0: 1996 to 2006. So the the 2006 one has probably gotten up close to their tenure, past their tenure
1: anniversary. Past their tenure, yeah.
0: Um, How do they feel about your still engagement with people that you
1: went to high school with? Um, It's interesting because we have a unique class. We really do. And there are a few others that have that. My kids haven't gone maybe to one of their reunions, but they didn't have the connection. And I honestly, I think it's the time we grew up in as part of it. I really do think it was a different time in history and it was a different world without social media, without um, a lot of other distractions. And I think that that influenced it a lot. So they, they find it odd that I'm so close to a lot of people that I went to high school with because they, just didn't experience that and I wish I wish they did.
0: Well that, that that's a that's a real interesting contrast in just in generations. Terry, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll we'll finish up our discussions today. everybody. Welcome back to Comet Talk. We're with Terry Barrett and uh, this is our last segment of this podcast. Uh, And we're going to talk about uh, Terry's future plans.
1: We are getting ready to do some redecorating. The plan was when Ron and I got married in 2020 that we were going to buy Our house because when we saw he sold his house and moved into mine because it was a bigger house, so forth. And we did all this remodeling and took everything off of the walls, and we never put anything back up. As you see behind me, because you guys can see, there's nothing on my walls because (laughs) we painted and didn't do that. So that's kind of an adventure. We're going through that. And I have a couple of major uh, little a hallway and uh, one thing in the kitchen and the bathroom, and then we're done. It's been a real project. <laughs> the other thing that, that Ron and I have in and, a lot in common with is we both love to fish, believe it or not. Um, He bought a boat a few years ago. Uh, We've used it about four times because it flooded the first year. That I mean, not the boat, but all the lakes flooded and couldn't go. And actually, we've had the gas tank stolen out of the boat twice in the two years that we've had it. But that's a big goal of ours is to, we've uh, gone to a few places in Oklahoma. Broken Bow is one of our favorite places. We love to go there. And we want to explore different parts of Oklahoma where we can fish and we also would like to we took a cruise together once a long time ago and he was sick during the cruise so he is dying to take a cruise where he's not sick and we can really enjoy the the time and so we'd like to do that we also want to visit he grew up in California the first uh, eight years of his life and I'd like to go back He talks about a lot of things he remembers and we'd like to take a trip there in the next few years. That's one of our goals is to go out there and visit where he grew up. And we mentioned Trinidad uh, earlier that if I ever get a chance to do that, that's one of the things that we would probably try to do. I'm not sure I could plan it with all of our families at this time to do that together. I mentioned I'm a foodie. I like to cook a lot. Um, don't have time for that now, so that's something I'd like to do. Six grandkids and watching sports, that's going to be in our future for a long time and activities. Last big thing is I am not very computer savvy. I've worked on a computer for 15 years, but that doesn't mean I know how to do anything other than what I did in my job, and I would like to learn a lot more about the editing features and with my photographs over the years and, and learn how to do all that kind of thing. And that's going to be a big learning experience for me. So, lastly, I do want to mention to you you talked about superpower earlier. One of the things that it's not really superpower, but it made me think one of the big things for me that's been a lot of fun over the years is I think I've been on almost every year, I mean, a reunion committee, the 30 year reunion. I was lucky enough to chair that uh, with Dave Phillips, and that was different than, and it was interesting because back then we communicated directly with each other by email, by phone, by mail, and now it's all done by Bishop Kelly. It's kind of more impersonal that way, in a way. I wish that we could go back to doing that. Uh, where we So that would be something that if we ever set it up as a group that we are willing to share and put together a booklet with current addresses and, and names and stuff, but we'd have to do it outside of Bishop Kelly, because with privacy laws and all that, but I think it would be um, a great way to stay in touch with people more and maybe you have people uh, feel more connected about coming to reunions.
0: As you well know, the purpose of this podcast uh, came about as a way of connecting people more tightly. Uh, the, the, the little saying was, is that going to reunions is sometimes like speed dating. You, know, you just barely get a chance to talk to somebody and then you, you, something happens, you talk to somebody else. This is a way for there to be deeper connections. Uh, people know more stories about our, our lives. And also uh, so that the next time you're at a reunion, uh, hopefully it encourages encourage you to go to a reunion, uh, and uh, you'll start a conversation in a different place than you than you might if you didn't have mm-hmm. a chance to learn that that there are deep roots in Trinidad uh, with Terry Barrett. I mean, we just <laughs> just, just wouldn't know that. Um, and so, uh, what, when you go to a reunion like the last mini reunion you had, what what was your sense? What did you f- feel that you received from that?
1: Um, I really enjoy getting to know people who they are today i mean so many people that you didn't know very well in in uh, high school and you really maybe only had a class with them or something we do have a lot of upbringing um, that's similar and uh, going to a catholic school is an experience in itself a catholic high school and i just find it fascinating to see what people did and not like i said it doesn't have to be that you did something fancy but what what made you happy you know uh, what kind of things in your life happened that i might be uh, have something similar and we'd be in, you know have something we could talk about or share that i mean i felt that way i as a cancer survivor i've had people reach out to me over the years and it's been really nice to connect and know that there's people you can talk to that you Sometimes you don't really know who to turn to and you go, yeah, I know, I know that person would listen because we have uh, something in common. So, well, Ter-
0: Terry, I was uh, so impressed to hear about your plans for the future. The amount of energy that you have and passion for <laughs> continuing to learn and to experience your passion for fishing and sports and uh, potentially for cruising the big open sea. And who knows, you might be able to combine fishing, cruising, and visiting Trinidad all in the same, all in the same uh, swing. We had
1: our first um, deep, I had my first deep sea fishing experience this summer when we did go on a family trip, my three of my siblings and our spouses, and only one of us was successful was my husband, Ron, and he caught a, a marlin and a, a tuna. And it was so much fun. And we're like, I really want to do that again. You know, it was a real experience, a real trip.
0: Did you get it? Get to keep the ahi at least to, to no, make some big stakes?
1: Was, no, the ahi was too small. Oh. And the marlin was about eight feet tall or eight feet long. It was the whole length of the boat, but that's not big enough. They have to be really, really large for you to be able to keep them. But we have some pretty fancy video of this uh, fish writhing between Ron and the, and the boat guy that was trying to help him so we could get some pictures. <laughs> and then they just hauled it overboard. It's beautiful, though, to see one of those things up close. Wow,
0: there's a, there's a massive fish called a tarpon that's yes. uh, pretty common in the Caribbean. So you think about a fish like that, sometimes you can't get the hook out. They just have to cut cut the line. Mm-hmm. So this this tarpon that was about eight feet long and got it was huge. Like a bumper on an old Chevy. It was a massive <laughs> silver thing. I'm going through a tunnel scuba diving, and this tarpon is coming at me <laughs> with a big hook stuck in its mouth. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And, and it it could turn a lot better than I could. <laughs> it turned, <laughs> just turned tail and boom, went off into the black. I can just imagine your uh, Marlin probably carrying a trophy uh, after cut. Oh, it would have been, been, been fun, but.
1: Um, wow. I wow. like to be on the boat. I don't like to be in the water. Ron, Ron went snorkeling when my sister did, and I was perfectly fine taking the pictures <laughs> from the boat.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do understand. There there are days like that. I've had days like that myself. <laughs> well, Terry, it's it's been such a pleasure learning about you and all the interesting things that you have in your past, as well as some of the fantastic things you're planning in the future. And of course, you're you're this. are you a Nana? What are, what's your, what's your- I'm a
1: grandma. I grandma. earned it. So I'm a grandma and I earned it.
0: <laughs> you're the super grandma and and <laughs> wow, what a blessing you are to those, those children. Uh, before we, we break uh, today, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us?
1: No, I think it, I think it was a really fun visit. I enjoyed it. Hope everybody um has the same, uh, you know, chance and, and takes advantage of being able to share
0: well i'm glad you brought that up thank you i, I, I owe you a segue so uh, we included we include both on the the on spotify any other any other platform our email address and we also did in the bishop kelly group link an email address that you can email and when you do that, it'll come to, to us. And so if you want to get on the list to be interviewed, we have to go out and beat the bushes now just to add people, convince them that we're not going to Destroy them uh, on, on the air, uh, but if you're interested in sharing your story, we certainly love to hear it. So please feel free to get a hold of us either through the Facebook Messenger or through the email that links that are available, and uh, we, we'd love to chat with you sometime for comment talk. Terry, thank you so much. Thank you.